welcome to our first episode, no, second episode of 2023. Oh, is it? I thought it was our first. Well, Up for discussion. Yes. We did it live. Oh, we did. That's right. From that the counted. Beach. That counted. I think that was two weeks ago. It just was. This is our first one back in the studio. That's right. So we're excited to um, start embark a new series with you guys. We'll continue calling it Up for Discussion. Um, it's going to be every other week. And in between every other week, we're going to do um, an interview called Someone You Should Know. And the series is all about echoing a new narrative in the earth. And I remember when we were just seeking the Lord a few years ago about the overall big picture that he's called us to and restore seven. What is, how would we just put into one phrase yeah. um, the focus that he has for us? Yeah. And it was that. Yeah. That it's uh, Restore 7 is a global media enterprise echoing a new narrative in the earth. And that's our assignment from him, really, for us to be doing that. And it's really the assignment of advancing the kingdom yeah. that we all have. It's just kind of our way of saying it. And so we're going to go into that. And over the next seven episodes of Up for Discussion and the next seven interviews that we do in between with Someone You Should Know episodes, we're going to focus on a different area of culture, one of the seven mountains. And today we're going to focus on echoing a new narrative on the mountain of media. So if you think about echoing uh, I always, I always think of like the Ricola commercials where they're, you know, blowing the horn in the Swiss <laughs> Alps. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, it's, it's echoing from one mountain to the next, or you, you know, picture yourself standing on a mountain and you shout something out and, and it echoes from mountain to mountain. It reverberates. It's something that just continues like a ripple effect and it just yeah. goes on and on and on. And so we know there has been, um, an agenda that we have been waking up to as right. a generation, an ancient evil that's had the same agenda. It just looks a little more nuanced in our generation because of technology and how, um, you know, organized yeah. evil has been. Yeah. And at the heart and soul of that agenda has been a narrative, yeah. an evil narrative. And ultimately it's a narrative about, um, God, you know, when you really, we won't get into that right now, but when you whittle it all down, it's ultimately just giant lies about who and what God is like. And so we know our assignment is to echo the correct narrative right. and it looks different. It sounds different, not only depending on the area of culture that we're talking about, but which mountain we're talking about, but it also depends on what role you're mm -hmm. called to play in that area of culture. Mm -hmm. So every single one of us interacts with every single area of culture. So every one of these episodes is for all of us. And we're going to, we're going to target some of the conversation to just the general, you know, church, the general church. And then we will be a little bit more in, uh, specific with those that are called to that area of culture, right. to that mountain. And we have agreed that what's super important to both of us, because we have felt the Lord impress it on us for this year, is to um, 
give you very mm -hmm. clear action points, mm -hmm. takeaways, practical things that you can do because it's not enough to just hear a message, hear truth and agree with it. That's not enough. Like right. faith without works is dead. And I know that you speak into that a lot on Elijah streams and I'll wind up my part yeah. with this. I heard you say yesterday on Elijah streams, um, you know, there's, there's kind of this terminology that's been going around, um, where people say, enjoy the show as if, you know, this is a movie, an epic adventure that we've been watching. And there've been times where it's so harrowing. It's like, how can I possibly enjoy this? <laughs> but, um, God spoke to you something new. What did he say? Well, it wasn't just enjoy the show. It's be the show that you're enjoying. And so, you know, I think the overall title was something like, well, the way I heard it from the Lord is I'm resetting the reset, the globalist reset. I have reset. Now be the show that you're enjoying because the enjoying part he wants in his presence is fullness of joy. Joy is a key component of kingdom, kingdom demonstration, all that. So this is, um, this is about finding our, our place there. Uh, I know that you've, and maybe you were going to get into this, but I'll give you this as a segue. Prime the pump. Yeah, prime the pump. Um, one thing that I've heard you say over and over again since you wrote years ago the book, um, Becoming a Superhero, yeah. A Pocket Guide to a Life Like David. In that book, you talk about um, the importance, and also you did in Renaissance, the importance of um, impacting and influencing any nation that we're trying to shift and change and bring healing to the broken areas of culture, you you almost can't accomplish anything significant on the other mountains until you first impact the mountain of media. And the way you say that in the David book is until you shut the mouth of the giant that you're about to slay. Yeah. David had to take out, had to shut his mouth before he took his head. Kind of, kind of deal. And, you know, for us, as Elizabeth's saying, what we want to do is have actionable points really for all seven mountains. And again, uh, just to re restate, because this is a little bit new processing perhaps, is some of you are specifically called there um, as, you know, your major primary call. But ultimately, we are called to engage in all these mountains, and particularly this mountain, uh, mountain of, of, of media, because this is the one that the enemy has decided to go all in on. So this is, uh, as opposed to past, even generations, decades, whatever else, where we'll say the enemy conspires, the globalists, whoever else you want to put behind this, they might uh, go into getting weaponry and nuclear arsenal and things like that. They went all in on, let's take all the media communications outlets and let's Let's win this thing by winning the narrative. Mm -hmm. So we're going to get into that uh, a little. And again, part of it that's new for the body of Christ. That's why even you say, well, I thought that's an old narrative you all are echoing. Um, but it is a new narrative because all aspects of the seven mountains are a new narrative because we have become comfortable being uh, watchers, the, the congregation that sits back and then makes comments, opinions, judgments on it. We're only... Two to three percent actually have a role in what is traditional ministry. And so we're identifying that 100% of us have an assignment, a role. And the question going around a lot of people right now is like, okay, we're being called to action. 
oh, I don't, what do I do? And we, we lack sometimes just imagination. So we want to help that imagination. And we want to think um, in these type terms, again, a sports analogy, you know, the body of Christ has been kind of, we've grown up, it wasn't intentionally trained to be so, but we've kind of been the, the spectators. And he's saying, I want you to be the players. And so there is a role we can play, you can play on every single one of the mountains. And it's a role you play with um, not wearing you out, not making you, it's not your salvation by works, any kind of deal. It's just how we represent the kingdom of God on earth and really the adventures that are there, the possibilities, the new horizons that it opens for each and every one of us are amazing. So what I'm going to lay out first, and then we'll be interactive with Elizabeth here, is uh, the general layout, you know, in our books, um, what, what's going to be an advantage over just reading our books or our video where we go through the seven mountains in depth, mountain by mountain, is we're going to really make it very applicable, updated to where we are yeah. now. So it's not just concepts, theoretical, um, but there are points that are established even in, in those resources that are, that are foundational for understanding what's going on, what we're doing right now. Let me interject real quick. Yeah. We had purpose that we were going to do something new as we are filming this year, and that is starting off with prayer. And I totally forgot. Yeah, we agreed for it. And so I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to include Jesus here. And, and I want to encourage you if some of this is going to and should sound familiar. If you've been walking with us long at all, hopefully you've read this before, you've heard Johnny say it, you've heard me say it. Repetition is the best teacher. And so we do that intentionally. So don't tune us out. But there is, like he said, we've got it some new things that we want to yeah, add in there. Jesus, we love you and we love the excuse of needing you in everything that we do. And those of us um, that are seeking how to show up and be a part of your advancing kingdom are listening. And we ask that you would just give us ears to hear what you're saying today to each one of us. And we just position ourselves as um, ones who are hungry and thirsty for righteousness righteousness, your justice to be seen in the earth. And we want to partner with what that looks like. And so we thank you that your your burden is, is easy and light. It's a yoke that you invite us into out of relationship, but where you do all of the heavy lifting. And so we ask that our faith would just rise to meet mm. what you're speaking to us each one today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So when we're talking about media, again, we also want to, we know we'll have a lot of people have heard of us, seen us, and know our resource, and then there's be some new ones who've never heard it all. So the seven mountains are the seven primary spheres of society. We're starting on, there's no real order on number one, but we're going number one media appropriately. And um, the other ones are education, government, economy, family, arts, entertainment, religion, government. Did I, I think I said government twice. Media, economy, government, education, family, arts and entertainment, and religion. I think I got them all there. So these, uh, when we talk about the seven mountains and having seven ways that we can show up in society in some way or another, and some of you will be specifically gifted, and we want to encourage even 
from our conversations here, courage to step out and, and who knows what will, will happen. I was just talking with Elizabeth about there is, I've never heard of them before. I don't know if they're good people or not, but Rebel News. And there's two guys, one from Canada, one from Australia, I think. They showed up um, last week in in um, where the World Economic Forum, Davos, uh, Switzerland, where, where they're... Uh, where they're meeting, you know, and for their dastardly deeds, kind of the brain trust of the globalist agenda. Mm -hmm. And there was these two guys, they knew what stretch there would be where those going in would not have, we'll say, security to be able to remove somebody. And so they just pressed a question. They knew they'd have access to them as they were walking from one place to the next. So it was, uh, I can't keep them straight, Moderna, Pfizer, they both, both, than dastardly things, in my opinion. So it was the CEO of one of them, and they're asking him questions. Can you explain how you said this thing was going to be 100% uh, effective, and then it was 90, then 80, and then there's no no transmit, and then how they've changed and how nothing has been the way they reported. And he just kept insisting on the questions, and there was never uh, an answer, you know, or it was some attempt. The guy just kept walking and ignoring him, but the the line of questions was so spot on and just and brilliant. And he's like, well, have a good, yeah, I think the, the, the Pfizer guy was like, have a good day. He's like, no, can't have a good day. We need some answers. Mm-hmm. And, and so I, I saw two or three days ago that there had been 7.3 million views of that, though it had been, according to uh, the, the feed I saw, though it had been banned on all the traditional platforms mm-hmm. Uh, that we have gotten used to being banned on Facebook, Instagram, Google, uh, and all that. But yet 7.3 million. So somebody stepping out there and doing something brave and bold and, and then word of mouth going out there. So that kind of possibility is is there latent in any one of you for any one of these mountains. It's no, no telling what you stepping out in some kind of faith and just seeing a faith and agreement in, uh, with God's narrative, the kingdom narrative for now, and 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 seeing what God God does there. It's up to him for it to go big in that kind of way. And so, um, and the points is not likes and views, but if you're advancing truth, the points of advancing, the point of advancing truth is it exposes lies. And when the enemy's lies are exposed, he is one step from being defeated. So that's always good. So what I want to share uh, first is that, uh, you know, media, when we're talking about media, we're not talking about entertainment media. So we have, that's a separate mountain, arts entertainment. So when we're talking about media that goes into entertainment, that would be the arts entertainment mountain. That will be for another time. Media has to do with how news or reality is reported. And that's a big deal, even biblically, how lovely on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news. I think Proverbs Blessed are the feet of those who bring good news from afar. They understand there's something about hearing good news, and it's good news on the state of the nation, of the state of the city, the state of the country. It's understood that people get a sense of well-being or ill at ease being based on how a narrative is being framed by someone who's supposed to be credible and trusting. We find out there's no ability to trust and have that credibility. Um, So it sounds like you just said that we're only talking about media and true news is only news that's good news. Is that what you're saying? Not completely. Okay. Um, but it's how news or reality is reported, reported. And we'll get into that a little more. But I want to frame the realities, the kind of the spiritual x-ray that we know about this. We've had these in our resources. But just briefly on that uh, frame. So we think in terms of mountains. And so if the mountain of media, 
there is uh, the principality. We're going to tell, we're not going to get into how we identify them. That's in our other information or other resource if you want to get into. But the principality is Apollyon, whose name means destroyer, literally means destroyer. And the Hittites, you know, it says there are seven enemy nations for the children of Israel. That came out of, in, in my book, The Seven Mount Prophecy. And so the Hittites, their name means fear or terror. So that becomes, that we'll say, the run-of-the-mill demons and the strategy they're running with. So in their name is their mission. Uh, he's there, Apollyon is there to destroy. So he's going to, he's going to be the ruling principality that is seeking to release destruction on earth through his position of just taking over a narrative. And he's using the Hittites, fear, terror. And, uh, and just for a point of reference as well, I thought it would be uh, good to point out, and I'll, I'll think I'll even read the verse out of Joshua chapter 1. You know, when they're going to the promised land, the promised land is where the seven enemy nations, which we make a connection with the seven mountains. It says in verse 4 of Joshua chapter 1, or verse 3, Every place that the sole of your feet will tread upon, I have given you. That's important for this whole discussion. It's not every place that you can think about, every place that you can throw even a prayer bomb. It's every place the sole of your feet will tread upon. There's something about showing up in the area where we want, we want change. I have given to you from the wilderness in this Lebanon as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and to the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you. Be strong and of good courage. It's said over and over and over. I don't remember how many times, but that first chapter, it says over and over. And, and here's just the reality. Um, courage is, uh, I think I wrote my note. I'm looking at my notes in my Bible. Good courage always connected to the narrative you embrace. Uh, are you going into the devil's hornet nest? Or are you just taking land God is giving you? So the enemy will tell you, you're coming into my hornet's nest, you're in trouble. And God says, that's land I'm giving you. So that's why you connect that to media. The establishing of true narrative is everything. Uh, uh, literally, there is no way to have good courage. Joshua, we, when he tells them to have good courage, God is going before us. He's going to fight for us. He's going to send angels. He has told us to do this. This is response and obedience to him. So those things all become part of establishing uh, a narrative. So back to Apollyon, his name means destroy. Um, and, and so what's he destroying specifically? You say, well, he's not really destroying people and killing them. Well, indirectly is how he does it. He kills their willpower, their animus, their resolve with a repeat narrative of fear and lives, uh, lies. You know, even fear is kind of, as they say, false evidence appearing real. It's still a, a fear thing. So it's really all lies. But just going back to your question you, you just asked, it's also distortion. It's also distortion. We'll get into that a little bit more. So then we'll identify our guy, Gabriel. So if they have a bad guy, Apollo, and you're like, dang, you mean I'm on the mountain of, a con of media and I'm going up against him? Yeah, but on your side is Gabriel, the archangel. And Gabriel means message or messenger from God. And so He's heaven's top media asset. Uh, he's the head of communications, and he's the one that got the privilege, the supreme privilege, of going to you know Elizabeth and Mary, and then the shepherds to give the greatest news ever given on planet Earth. Jesus um, is coming, and he's going to be born. And you know, it's like Elizabeth, your son is going to announce him. Mary, your son 
is going to be uh, the Savior of the world, and then the shepherds, the Savior of the world has been born. So we have, it's the most important task. It's like, again, why do you need an archangel just to give a message? It's because it's the most important thing out there is the narrative, mm -hmm. getting that. And that's what we're, that's why we're talking about this um, right now. So battles are always won or lost over narrative. Uh, and this is literally go to the history of wars. It's when somebody thinks they've lost that they've lost. You think well, you sometimes, well, no, it's because they hire, they, they had more losses. Uh, they had more people die. So many wars had nothing to do with who actually had more people die, highest percentage. It's really is when the willpower is defeated, then, uh, or their, uh, the willpower is defeated based on their perception on, okay, we, we've, we've lost and that's going on. So just quickly, uh, you know, we won't go in depth, but David, David and Goliath, we will, that's the one uh, where it's clearly about the narrative. Goliath comes in, he takes over the airwaves for 40 days, and he, they're scared to death. We don't hear him killing one person, but he's like, who dares challenge me? Look how big I am, and who's your big guy, and what's that? And so David comes in, and he takes the narrative back, and he's like, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? And he wasn't just insulting. He's pointing out a truth. See, this where truth comes in the truth and reporting. He is uncircumcised. He has no covenant with God, and he's in territory, if you started with verse 1, is in land that belongs to Judah. He's in our land. This was given to us by God, so this is the power of truth. It, it, it empowers the people on the right side, because they're believing this. They're, they're looking at Goliath's point. Goliath says, I'm bigger than whoever you throw out here, mm -hmm. so y'all lose. And so that's a distortion of the narrative. It looks like it's truth, it's not. It's a distortion of the narrative. So it's a lie. It's fear. It's a distortion of the narrative. That's what the enemy um, is doing. So this is just understanding kind of the dynamics, the spiritual war that's taking place. We know about Caleb and the 10 spies as well. They're looking at the same thing. You have ones looking at how big they are. It's the same picture all over again of David and Goliath. They're seeing the giants. We are as grasshoppers. And you have the same, he's, you know, same team, but he has a different spirit. He has, he's a media champion. He's a media general. And he's like, uh, they will be bred for us. So are they giants, unbeatable giants that we're grasshoppers in comparison to? Or are they, uh, you know, edible giants? We'll put it, we'll put it that way. And it's so, so important for where we're going as a society, where we're going as the body of Christ, to have the voices that can be trusted to properly discern what's being said God's point of view, and in it you recognize the subtleties of how the enemy is a, a deceiver. We, we know his name is called that. Satan is a liar, a deceiver, a accuser. Uh, it's a verbal media battle, and he wins with lives, lies that are believed, and he loses with lies exposed. So who is this uncircumcised Philistine? A lie was exposed that he had rights to where he was going. So uh, then we'll jump in, Elizabeth, with whatever you have right away, and then we got more here as well. But So Satan's objective on the mountain of media in this battle is to obliterate, I say obliterate, to disappear God from sight by his smoke and mirrors, by what he's doing. Mm -hmm. uh, I, like, I put in here to turn us into deists or orphans. What mm -hmm. would deists? Would deists believe there's God, but he's distance far? He's not really here. He's not, uh, you know, 
God's not with us for it. He's leaving it to ourselves. And that's David again. He corrected that part because they're like, well, I think God's just like, hey, tough. You know, y'all didn't really get enough weapons. You didn't practice. And so David, like, by the way, I come to you in the name. He didn't talk about his weapon. He didn't talk about all the things that you might compare. I come to you in the name of God who you've defied. And so you're toast. You're in trouble. So he corrected the entire lie and, and media uh, distortion. And so, or the part of orphans, which is just slightly removed from deists, is that, okay, we're on our own. We got to figure this out. We got to panic. And this becomes, and then Elizabeth, you can speak into this or, or whatever. This becomes a, a caution point for us because we want all to join in this truth telling. We, we've been, like I said, we just discovered, like never before, society's discovered how terribly. We've been lied to about everything. And so in our truth-telling, we can think it's valuable to be like the 10 spies. Like, we're sunk. We're out of here. We didn't know these people were here. They're going to kill us. They're going to out us. And we're like, we think we're doing, the 10 spies thought they were doing a service to the body of Christ. They thought they were doing a service to Israel by telling how bad and big the enemy was. Uh, it is a point of reference. It's not to be ignored. Caleb also saw them. Uh, he said, there will be bread for us, but this is how there will be bread for us, that we're on assignment from God, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So we want to not just become, it's okay, first stage, we're in shock. We're just having to tell, uh, you know, we have very practical things. The jab, it's killing people. Don't take it. And so it's like this very black and white, uh, cut and dry, just don't do that. There's kind of not a... Uh, a positive spin to put on that other than don't. Well, the positive spin is um, you won't have certain health consequences that others will from doing that. So jump in on what I'm mean, saying so far. Uh, yeah, just I think David is such a great picture of of what it looks like to take the narrative back. And you did a great job of explaining that. And, you know, as we were saying before, echoing a new narrative in the earth, it looks different, sounds different on each mountain. It's probably the most obvious on the mountain of media because the mountain of media is already all about communication. It's already about a narrative. And I, I think one of the greatest betrayals that we have had, and I just don't want this to be overlooked because until we see something for what it is, how can we care about it? And I think a lot of advancing the kingdom of God connects to us knowing God so well that we care about what he cares about so that we will fix and bring change to these broken areas of yeah, culture. Yeah. And what is incredibly broken right now because of the level of betrayal yeah. of, of journalists. Yeah, yeah. I mean, reporters. Paid off. Literally, yeah. like... Even if they have, let's say there's someone who's not been paid off or bought off, by now, you should be aware of what most of us are aware of, is that there is this echo chamber, yeah. literally, that they are just fed lines and they spit them back out. And do they do any kind of research? Right about what is coming out of their mouths? Or are they literally just there? to look good and sound good while they repeat yeah. like a little parrot what they've been told. That's so incredibly irresponsible. Yeah. 
when you think about the the mission on this in this area of culture like i don't care what religion or faith you have or don't have this can we not all agree that this area should be so um ethical yeah because if you don't have access to the truth even if let's say somebody was evil enough to just package all kinds of good news right but it wasn't even good it wasn't even true right do you know what i'm saying like the good news is is there's a vaccine you can take it and it's just gonna fix everything you know and you're gonna <laughs> be just fine if you just take this wow. and so it's it's um just like anything else truth is held in tension truth isn't um isn't just the facts it's not just good facts it's not just right bad facts it's yeah. not just facts no matter if they're good or bad truth is the facts whether they're good or bad put in context yeah. and when you hear something in context and you haven't been lazy and you truly put it in context then it does have a hopeful edge to it yeah. you know if i have to tell you that you know somebody was killed in a shark attack but i only just say that and I don't put it in the context of how many happen a year and yeah. versus how many people are in the water that it could happen to, then you're just hearing facts. You're not hearing the overall narrative. And it takes, um, it takes integrity to do that. It takes a commitment to your craft of journalism to actually do the research and put together not just the facts, but the facts in the context of the biggest truth of what that issue is. And you're about to do, um, be part of interviewing Laura Logan. Did I get her name right? Mm -hmm. And um, I think that's been, is that official where it's going to be announced already on? Um, it's I'm not sure. Okay. I'm, One way or the we're other. We're working on it with we're, Steve Schultz. Yeah. Yeah. On a live stream. And well, Elizabeth tell a little bit more about her um, in just a moment. Elizabeth and I listened to a couple of interviews she had, definitely very impressed, I'd say a top asset, perhaps top kingdom asset, a top kingdom asset on the mountain of media. But what, what you're saying, this thing about the echo chamber, you know, we heard part of what we've discovered the last couple of years is like, I still think it's true. There's this mega corporation, media matters, that at 4 a.m. every morning releases the talking points. And the person that was exposing this would then, you know, they put up something with like 64 little boxes where literally all across the all land. All the reporters on the on the local news channels and the big news channels all saying almost verbatim, word for word. Yeah, there's a certain line, it was like verbatim, like the talking points, talking lines. That's just that's when we say they gone, they've gone all in to take over the narrative it's they understand the power here and that's why we've got to not just look at okay well i don't really have um a, you know big platform myself there's a part of it we we all have to join in on on resisting this it does us good for our own soul person but so um we have you know part of what's been um hopeful i think part of even what laura logan was saying we're we're winning because she has a way of just all the things you're talking about journalistic standards that have just been just run over. She mm -hmm. just, she is a champion uh, for them. I don't want to uh, say, say your part here, but there is, 
uh, part of the winning taking place. You know, we now have Truth Social, Rumble, Gab, Telegram, Twitter now with Elon Musk, the truth telling. When the truth telling is happening, it is exposing the lies and the darkness. And it's, it's, it's the sign when you see the collapse of the media control, mm-hmm. when you see the narrative collapsing, I think it's what she was saying as well. When the narrative is collapsing, then you can tell the overall power grip of what they're doing is is collapse is going to collapse. Well, tell whatever what else was standing out to you about uh, Laura Logan when we were listening to and just I might be restating some of the things you you said about journalistic uh, standards and things like that. Yeah, I'll put the link. Um, there's two two interviews in particular. One is um, one that. X-22, I don't know the guy's yeah, yeah. name, um, he interviewed her. It was just a really good interview. Yeah, it was. And I think the best way to interview her, honestly, is just to let her talk. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and then David and Stacey Whited yeah, on yeah. Flyover Conservatives, they also interviewed her. And you just got to hear um, her big picture perspective based on her diligence to research and research and research and not take things at face value nor be irresponsible. And then she also explained, you know, um, a project that she, a couple of projects that she's working on. I can't remember what they're called. One is um, going to be kind of like a club for, for journalists, uh, reporters who, where they'll commit to a new standard, standard, probably the original standard that people have strayed from, of good journalism. Whether you're a writer or, uh, you know, behind the camera or in front of the camera. And she also is working on, and oh, and with that club, it was going to be like where where they will give their own awards for um, when it's done right, right, you know, when it's done well. And then also she has a um, something that she's currently, I think, raising funds for. But she used to be the way she got, you know, kind of famous and known was on uh, was that sixty minutes. Wasn't yeah, she? on sixty minutes. So and, she's yeah, trained journalist was accepted in that crowd. So and that kind of reporting is where you know for sixty minutes when it's only on once a week, you do really in depth. Um, study, research, pulling it all together, and then you present an entire, you know, program on one one thing you're reporting on. So it's it's not just bites, you know, sound bites. Yeah. And so she is wanting to kind of use the talent that she gained and the the skills that she gained doing that to to do that again, but but with integrity. And so I so appreciate about that that about her. I also appreciate the fact that she has personally been through mm. so much and she continues to have, first of all, a desire to like show up and influence and bring change, but she doesn't wear bitterness. No. She wears passion. And, um, you know, I think when I heard her, one of the takeaways that I was going to kind of offer up in this, this conversation is we're, we're wanting to present, um, you know, what, what it looks like to be in this mountain of media and how to do it with, um, integrity, but also on the receiving end, 
we all participate in consuming news yeah, yeah. and reports, mm -hmm. whether we're reading articles or watching stuff. And so I was just going to point out the difference between um, the kind of investigative journalism that we're talking about that requires a lot of research mm -hmm. and not to be lazy and to to find the facts, yeah. put them in the context of the bigger truth so that it's always seen from a hopeful, redemptive perspective. But then there's also, um, Laura brings this up, the importance of a good journalist. I don't know if I'm quoting her correctly here, but this is what I heard her say. A good journalist clarifies when they can prove something versus when they are speculating. Yeah. And you know, I thought it's also important for those of us that consume the news. It's not that it's wrong or even less than to listen to voices that are mostly speculating. Yeah. You know, and you get that a lot in what we would call the patriot community. Mm -hmm. You know, you get online, you get on Telegram, you look at YouTube videos, you maybe even listen to prophetic voices. Um, it, it, to me, it adds integrity and credibility yeah. when, number one, someone tells me, I this is my opinion versus this is what the Lord said, or this is my opinion versus here's statistics and research and here's how I got it and where I got it. Yeah. Um, but we also have to have that on our end, on the listening side of it, where if I'm going to choose to, for example, listen to somebody off of Telegram that's doing a lot of speculating, I don't think that's wrong or I think it's ad advantageous to do that because I want to know what are some potential scenarios. Yeah. I want my spirit to have discernment and to be able to even dream with God, like maybe this is how God's going to show up or no, that just isn't hitting me right. You know, I, I don't mind hearing people speculate, but I need to make sure when I'm listening to that, I'm not treating it within myself as this is an investigative reporter that I can trust. I think there are very few of those right now. Well, and what you're saying is we want to have, we want to improve the standards both way, the reporting standard and the receiving of a report standard and be careful not just to go on, on whims. And again, we understand that we're in, it's an information war. So it means both sides are intentionally trying to deceive the other side yeah. with what they're projecting. So there's a reason why uh, the field is cloudy. And so we want to, but you have people, like there was something about Laura. 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 L-A-R-A, Laura. She's from South Africa. so She, she, says, she says it in a different way. So I'm like, how does she want to say it? Yeah, that's right. There was a, the <laughs> credibility coming from her based on her, the way she had researched it. And, and and gone after things, there's a way she knew how to do that, to be really a student of finding truth. Mm -hmm. And that's why there really would be a, a, the value of her forming something mm -hmm. that reproduces, multiplies. Um, and it doesn't, again, part of the new understanding we have to have is that someone, I don't know exactly her, I know she mentioned God in a positive way. We don't really know, like, is she a Christian or not? But there's something about needing to reproduce um, those who know sh how to show up on the mountains, carrying the, the proper tools. And this is who she is. Now, in just a second, we're going to get into, you know, because we, we haven't necessarily gone into, well, you're like, well, 
what can I do? You know, um, I, I don't have any talent. I don't have any media background. I'm, and, you know, I'm 85 years old or I'm 13 or whatever it is. And so we want to get to uh, a couple, some of those um, as well. You ready for me to get to go there, Elizabeth? Sure. Okay. So um, we start with what can you do? And, and, you know, there's a question that the Lord always wants to answer. What do you have in your hand? So we know that's the question. When Moses, he gets this big assignment, and he's like, well, what am I going to do that with? How am I going to take on? Because he was called to be a spokesperson as well, if you think about that, um, despite the fact that he had a stuttering problem or whatever, a speech impediment. And so he's like, what's going to give me credibility? What's in your hand? I got a rod, okay? And so then there was the miraculous supernatural that showed up through his rod. And essentially, the same thing with Samson. The Philistines came upon him, and he had, he found the jawbone of an ass. It's interesting, the jawbone of an ass. He even finds something that's a communicative thing. And then there's, again, David, He like he's a shepherd. So what does he have? He has stones, and he has a sling. So in, in, neither of, in none of their cases were they needing to go outside of what they already had. So this is if you're not specifically called, which mainly we're going to talk about, we say if you're specifically called what Elizabeth's talking about, even these higher journalistic standards and, and whatever. I don't know if we have any school that we could promote. I think at some point, some something like Laura Logan, what she's doing is something we want to promote, something that actually ex is exercising the uh, you know altruistic standards of journalism that are supposed to be there. But this is this is uh, still there's a question, there's a way all of us can participate. And um, and so if you have social media. Uh, if you have a platform, that's obviously whether TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, whatever, all of them, all of them, and you can use it to truth tell. And what I put in here, I think Elizabeth hit upon this some. I'll, I'll say it again: use it to truth tell intelligently, um, with as much excellence in truth as possible. We understand because it's a battle; they're both sides trying to deceive in different ways, and so it can it can be hard. And um, and I will say for it to be kingdom news, it has to carry in some way hope, and um, and it doesn't mean uh, it's pablum hope. There's just there's something about it, and I did appreciate that when we were listening to Laura. Laura there was this thing of um, we're winning this thing because they can't keep the lies. Because I know one thing; it just came back to me now. What she said. The deal is when truth, when you have truth on your side, you're going to win. Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of, of when. It's like lies can only be covered up for so long. Kind of that uh, old statement, you can fool some of the people some of the time, all the people some of the time, some of the people all the time, but you can't fool all the people all the time. <laughs> there you just, go. I don't know if I got that one right. But so, uh, so you want to be able to tell it intelligent. Remember the gospel, you know means good news. So if you understand why the enemy prioritizes the mountain of media, he's like, well, their kingdom advances on good news because that's what we are. We're ministers of the gospel, ministers of the good news. So he advances. It's his leading edge is the distortion, lies and bad news. So um, so it's not just good enough to be a warner. Um, you know, that's, that's a start. Like, like if a wolf's I suppose, you know, wolf, wolf, there's a wolf out there. There's a point where you warn about some immediate um, uh, danger there. But on a long-term scale, long-term basis, you want to be able to be someone who, who is bringing a perspective of how victory can come about, 
with what you're doing, with the perspective you carry. Um, and, and so learning to truth tell in a kingdom way. So if you're already there, if you already have a platform, so many new platforms have formed. We're talking about David and Stacy Whited, who are a, a great example. And um, so there's learning to do so where you're not just promulgating fear, but you're actually, you're awakening people with a response that en en encapsulates and carries hope with it. But it doesn't you, mean you have to interweave prayer or, or you know, spiritual things in it like Dave and Stacy White do. So their primary audience obviously is going to be a Christian audience, but some are called more to the public at large and you would, you would ostracize people of different faiths if you just made it blatantly about, you know, a Christian perspective all the time. So there's wisdom in, in knowing what, which one you're called to and then how, how do you bring the good news of a something you're reporting on without having to be blatant. And it's not that you're ashamed of your faith, but right. you know who your audience is. Right. It's that knowing your audience, like you said, if you're, um, and if you're already established, you already know the niche, your target audience. And I think Dave and Stacy probably have a bunch of, um, not necessarily, well, I don't know. It'd be interesting what, what their feedback would be if they have a 90% Christian, I think they're all God friendly. All the ones that For listen, sure. uh, yeah. um, because of the, the way they advance it, and they're just—they're an example because we actually just saw them. We know about them. We're going to be interviewing them uh, as well. And they came kind of—they raised out of nowhere, uh, you know, just a couple of years ago. And their story will be valuable uh, to all of you. So you can support the new part of it, like you like. What can I do? Well, support the new. If there's something, uh, you know. Um, something that's bringing the news in a credible way that you found out uh, and you're probably already already doing that there's they can be supported financially they can be supported prayer prayer wise just lord bless them and uh then in other ways you can fight against that which you know is just a lying machine an instrument of satan is you to depending on your capability if it can be targeted financially you pull back whatever finances have been going towards them if you have any way to, uh, you know, you just ask the Lord, what can I do to slow this this engine down? Who knows what it is? So you target them, target them financially by prayer, by decrees, declarations. There's all our spiritual weapons, and then there's practical stuff. Depending on, you know, who you are, some of you may have no media uh, presence, but you do have a financial uh, presence. You can have a presence on any one of the other mountains as well, and so you have possibilities of things that you can uh, do as well. So you have your social media uh, presence, and this is, I suppose, what we're using right here. We had no idea we were gonna go into the media battle of the world that we had when the Lord made it clear, you know, three days, okay, Lord, I, we want to, you know, as you were saying, just bring into real focus, so like we could say it quickly. What is it you want us to be doing? Echo the new narrative on the earth. I'm like, well, what's echoing a narrative? How's that kingdom? It's kingdom to the max. This is what it's all about. Um, uh, finding, finding it. So, um, you have your personal presence, your words. And again, you want to be a person that carries a spirit of good news and finds the hope itself because you can't really hardly represent the kingdom. If you're convinced we're all going to die and get smashed and killed and, and that they're going to win and succeed and all that kind of stuff. But then it's not just 
telling, like we've probably, all of us, alienated some friends and family by beating them over the head with proof and evidence and, and truth not presented in a, um, in a helpful way. You know, so we want to be able to uh, truth tell. That's part of just telling, uh, telling it in a, in, a, in a kingdom way, in a way that's uh, able, to be, able to be received. And so I thought as well, um, about anointed targeting where they would, um, you know, someone maybe doesn't have a presence himself. So this is an idea might resonate for somebody, but you know, somebody who does have a media presence and you're not sure that they really know what's going on, but you, you can use, um, kind of the social equity of your relationship with them and ask to meet with them and just show them some things. So I just think you need to know this right here so that they have uh, an ability to, uh, to use that as well. So, and then finally you have um, ask the Holy Spirit how else to show up on this battlefield. I don't know if you have any more, as I'm saying those, Elizabeth, thinking on, on different ways to show up with, with all those um, media opportunities, communication opportunities, anything comes through there? Yeah, I have a few quick points oh, good. Um, I wanted to end with, but am I? No, you, no, no, that's you, good. That, you good? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's all really good stuff. I just a loose end in my mind about, you know, when we consume news, I think it becomes dangerous when we pass along information that someone has speculated and we don't clarify what it is and we pass it along as if it were, um, absolute truth. And so you know how, like when you're having a conversation with someone relationally, just adding a couple little words can actually change completely the tone of the conversation. So for example, if we're discussing something that's difficult to discuss, it, it can make a huge difference if one of us says, rather than saying, um, you know, this is what it is. Oh yeah. And instead say, my feeling and my perspective is that this is what it is because then you're putting it out there as a possibility rather than this is just the way it is live with it you know and so just the wisdom of when when you do pass along something whether it's to your family or whether it's sharing it on your social media you know you could say this is someone i deem to be extremely credible who has done their research and I believe it's true. Yeah, that's good. Or, you know, I'm not sure about this, but it's a very interesting possibility. Yeah. You know, just it it makes a difference. And our word has to mean something. And we lose the power of our words yeah. in the spirit realm, but also with other people when we don't take how we say things seriously. Right on. Um and, you know, even in the prophetic community, we're learning that. I love how on Elijah's streams, you and Steve have occasionally been talking about the importance of the responsibility of discernment on the listener. Just because someone is on Elijah's streams even and known to be a prophet or a prophetic voice doesn't mean every word that comes out of their mouth is a prophecy, or from God, you know, and they're real human beings who deserve to have their own opinions and to speculate about things. But as, as, but it's good to know if they think that's a speculation yeah, or if it's a perfect, it's helpful from both ends. Yeah. And so sometimes 
even, you know, when I'm listening to you, I am your wife. So I know that what you just said was your opinion and not something that you felt like God showed you. And sometimes you remember to say that and sometimes you don't. And you shouldn't have to always say that. Some of that responsibility is on us as the listeners with news, with prophetic voices, with the patriots that we listen to and all of that. So we're learning, we're growing so much right now as as a generation, really. And that was that's a biblical thing, Paul, if you remember, he'd say not to go off track there in any way, but he would say, and I say this by command. He'll talk about, I say yeah. this by permission. I say this by command. Yeah. So that was just an interesting thing. You're like, oh, it would have been nice to know on that one. Other thing you said, you didn't specify whether that was permission or command. <laughs> right. And you're like, that's a things uh, I think we're uh, part of our upgrading communication is, is, is clarifying in that kind of way. No, I, I really got what I believe is a clear word from the Lord on it, or I just feel this. That's one of the things I do appreciate about Steve Schultz on Elijah streams is no matter who he's interviewing, he will ask them, you know, now when you say God showed you that, did he like, did he show up in your room (coughs) or was this in a dream or is this, it's important to know these things because different encounters carry different weight. Yeah. Yeah. And then how will we judge a word or judge the fruit of someone's life if we're not given, you know, all the information? I just want to add that too. That all applies to what we're talking about, yeah, to the media. It also applies, I believe, in time to the voices that we listen to. So it's difficult because it's hard when you see somebody famous to know anything really about their personal lives. But if you are in a position where you actually get to know someone or know someone who knows them, I think it's important to speak that out because um, we want to judge people by the fruit of their personal lives as well. I, I'm, I don't care if you're doing checking all the boxes, but if you're, you know, into some perversion behind the scenes, I don't care if you're doing your role in media, right or wrong, I don't want to hear from you. I don't want your voice in my ears, you know? And so when it's important to speak up and make it a part of our culture that demands to know the integrity of a person or not. Someone like Laura Logan, it's it's pretty easy. I know we're just using her over and over as an example here, but I, I know she has... Um, stayed in the home of someone that I know and trust, who's eaten meals with her, who who has like, so, so it makes me lean a little in when I listen to her. I also know the fruit of her life, which I was saying before, the, the horrible, horrific um, mm. gang rape that she experienced in, in public in Afghanistan. While on assignment, right? While on yeah. assignment. And then she publicly processed that, like, it was real. It really happened to her. She didn't, she didn't just let it take her away and never like steal her voice, you know? And so that's, yeah, yeah, that's, there's something steely in her that makes me want to listen to her, you know, um, she's pressed through. Anyway, I, um, want to use another example. Okay. So we have this within the media mountain, we have this whole area of weather reporting. Oh yeah. And the weather channel and the, you know, you got your local weather and, and you've got your weather going on, um, on the major news channels. 
And to be honest with you, I've just always hated watching it. It's, I'd rather just pull up an app that tells me where I don't hear from someone. Until recently, I found a new guy that I just really like. So I want to recommend him. And he uses one of my favorite words. <laughs> His program is on YouTube. I, it may be other places too, but I found him on YouTube. And it's he's Ryan Hall, Ryan, R-Y-A-N, Hall, H-A-L-L, y'all. Y-A-L-L. Y apostrophe A-L-L. <laughs> well, when you're a real Southerner, you just leave the apostrophe out oh, because, yeah. you know, it just takes too much time. You already, you know save time by saying uh, y'all instead of you all now you just take the apostrophe out it's just y'all you know there, there you go, right anyway there. a little southern lesson he's he's not truly southern like i am just i'm deep, deep i'm deeper, deeper south. south yeah i'm born in peru <laughs> south america my parents were missionaries there but you're saying about him what is it you like so about ryan hall is um the name of this program is ryan hall y'all on youtube he is a weather reporter and he does not work for someone else he doesn't even allow himself to do um, sponsors that he has to stop and do a commercial break for, at least from what I've heard. And um, he just sells his own like t-shirts and, and a few things to help his program. He just hit over, a, over 1 million subscribers on YouTube recently because the way he reports, I love this, okay? He doesn't have an agenda that he's echoing from someone up higher who's telling him to slant it this way or slant it that way, who he, who, who he could get fired by. Um, I love that when he presents it, he, he educates you through the process. So it's a little bit longer. You don't have to listen to the whole thing, but it's usually around 15 minutes. And he doesn't report that every few days. And he, he lets you see the big picture of the United States. Um, mm -hmm. This is just primarily for United States. Sorry, guys, um, from international places. But he shows you the patterns. And he says, this, um, this system this could go yeah. this way based on this reading. And it could go this way based on that reading. And here's why. And I'm starting to under, understand the, the weather patterns in the United States. And I've never understood that before. Never. Um, but he, he gives it to you like it is, and he'll tell you like, this could be really dangerous. This could be really serious. You need to prepare or not prepare. And he'll be honest when he doesn't know and saying, you know what, you're going to hear people sound like they know exactly what's going to happen, but we're a week out. You probably won't know until three days before or whatever. And, and he's, I feel like he's being honest, right. you know, and he's just a, a very likable person. He's I don't a, know him personally. Yeah. I don't know he anybody carries who knows kind him, of, I will say, carry a spirit of good news on him. He's a jovial guy. And I guess, does he get involved also in, and he has people out there volunteer with him to storm chase sometimes I'm going to be storm chasing this one. And so he makes, he turns it all into real time. Adventure. If he knows that, yeah, storms are coming, he gets people out there in the actual weather seeing it happen. Because I think at times, I don't know who, uh, if what kind of orders they get, but I do think they're pumping the fear as well often. So much fear. The weather yeah. channel. And you do feel like he's, it's, he's giving you truth, practical, this is it. But then he's like, even if it's the worst thing, it's like, is he going to decide to go chase the storm, the worst storm that comes in? And then he has, I guess, these all these people that like to be storm chasers with him and go out and do it. And so, but that's another example, like that Rebel News we're talking about, where they just got uh, seven million uh, followers. There's like just doing things in a in a in a new way. Uh, I don't know if you're done telling about him, but uh, yeah, done telling about him. 
Another um, idea I wanted to put out there, and all this will be in the links um, in the description part or the comments, depending on where you're watching. So um, I noticed, and I haven't had a lot of time to like really look into this, but Donald Trump Jr. Oh. Um, just launched a brand new news app called MXM. MXM. I guess that stands for Maximum or something like that. Maxim, MXM. And I don't know how often they put new um, reporting in there, but it's some level of new options for truthful reporting. Um, and back to your point of takeaways. So one of the things we're going to do, um, as I mentioned at the beginning, is we're going to have a follow-up next week of an interview called Someone You, Sh Someone you Should Know. And we haven't decided if we're going to interview together or just me or just you. It might be different each week. But next week, we're going to interview um, David and Stacy Whited from Flyover Conservatives. And I want to interview them along several lines. I want you guys to hear directly from people who had no idea mm -hmm. earlier in their lives. They're like our age, a little younger. Um, no idea that they were called to media. They were in business and very successful with what they did. But they saw a need and they just said yes to the Lord. And, you know, I'll let them tell their story. But they're a perfect example of what it looks like to pioneer and say yes to a new assignment in any area of culture, right. but specifically in media. Um, they also, through their new platform, have had the opportunity now over the last couple of years to interview all kinds of people. Like I said, Laura Logan and many others. And so they've learned some things along the way um, that I think we'll be able to glean from in this area of culture called media. So each interview will reflect the mountain that we will have talked about the previous week on Up for Discussion. So um, be sure to join us next week for someone you should know. Um, all right. I wanted to just close quickly with a thought about the knowledge of God in this area of culture. And then do you want to pray? Sure. Okay. So, you know, the, the, the founding scripture of so much of what we talk about is Habakkuk 2.14. We know where this is all headed. The, the glory, the knowledge of the glory of the Lord is going to cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. There's going to be access to the truth of who God is and what he's really like. And in that atmosphere of access to the truth, people will actually get to choose, you know, evil and or in darkness or light and a relationship with the Father through Jesus. And so much of um, the knowledge of God is held back right now because it was meant to be seen and experienced through these areas of culture, the seven mountains. Right. And to the degree that the seven mountains are um, broken and do not reflect God's better ways of doing things, a.k.a. the kingdom, to that same degree, we are being fed a false narrative about God. Yeah. And so why is it important to echo a new narrative in media, in arts and entertainment, in family, in government? Why care? Why do we want the correct narrative to come forth 
because the narrative is the knowledge of who God is. So what were we meant to encounter? What truth about God were we meant to experience through media that's done God's better way? And it's pretty simple. There are nuances to it, like there is everything, but at the heart of it, it's very simple. It's this. It's that God is a communicator. And I want to know him as communicator. But currently, if you just took at face value the way media is done, why would you ever trust God as a communicator? Would he would he even tell you the truth? Or does he have this agenda that's hidden behind everything that he tells us? And does it he's gonna leave me scared to death every time he says something to me? It couldn't be more opposite. Mm-hmm. A, a description of how he truly is as a communicator. And so if we're called to advance a new narrative in the earth through media, then we must know and really meditate on that reality of who God is as communicator. What What is his communication like? And the way you do that with any area of culture and any face of God that we would describe is by getting into the word because then you see these these um, these different tensions in the way that God communicates and how how His love is experienced through the way and what He communicates. One thing is for sure, He does communicate. He is speaking, and we have to have um, we have to be responsible on our end to to notice when and how He's communicating, and. Um, the other thing I was going to say about uh, the knowledge of God in this area of culture, let me see what it was. He's a communicator. And the message that we were meant to receive through the way God communicates, the kingdom way of communicating, is ultimately like on a, on a foundational level, we're meant to hear news in a way that convinces us that we each have a destiny Mm. because what happens think of the opposite when you're listening to lies that feed fear and facts that are told outside of the context of the bigger picture of truth with no option for redemption wrongfully tells you who's actually in power it makes you feel like a grasshopper it makes you feel like a grasshopper and it also it it it's at least on a subconscious level, it tells you that you're just one Mm -hmm. accident away from being the next random statistic yourself because everything is just presented as this, you know, I'll be interested to see how future journalists handle this where it's like in our generation, there's been this mentality among reporting that, that integrity equals you acting like you're, uh, how do I say this? Dispassionate. You are separate from what you're reporting. So literally you have people with little things in their ears and notes in front of them. And their job is to look pretty or look. I'm just reporting the news. I'm just reporting the news. And they're literally just like we said, being a parrot robotic robotic. And, And the thing is, is that the way our God, our Father communicates is his heart is fully invested 
into who he's talking to and what he's saying. His heart is not disconnected from his voice and from his words. And so I think the reporting that's coming in the future that's going to look and sound more and more kingdom is going to give those that are reporting permission to be personally invested, but still unbiased in terms of having done their their due diligence and hard work of, of yeah. accuracy. It won't be considered a weakness to they're reporting something sad that there's a tear there because they actually feel it as well. There won't be valued this thing. Well, you just need not to be a feeler. You just need to be a teller. So to, just to finish my last point that I was saying, um, cause I kind of went on a little rabbit trail like I do, um, is that thing in us that needs to, needs to know that we, are, we have a destiny. We're not a random statistic we're we're seen and known by God, somehow that has to be removed. That fear component has to be removed because that's what it produces in you. When you hear something that's hard news and difficult to hear, but you hear it with a hopeful perspective, then redemption, which is which is a character, a part of the character of nature of God, when when a redemptive option of way of seeing and hearing news comes with it. it it is just continually reinforcing within the hearer's heart everything you're also going through and will go through in your future is has the potential for redemption also if that makes sense that's really good you know just in closing as part of praying i was just thinking about where it talks about adam and eve and who they interacted with was the voice of God. Because uh, this idea of God being a communicator can strike many, those who have sought him for many years, like, no, he's not. I've been trying to get him to talk to me for forever. So there is a lie out there that he doesn't communicate right. with us. And that's one of the lies we have to overcome. We will all admit he's not communicating audibly with most of us. And, um, and even those who ever hear that, it's rare and, and not, it's not a regular thing. So, but he is a communicator and we know that from all kinds of ways. Uh, I was just opening to John 1, 1. In the beginning was the word, and it's a capital W. That's how Jesus was known originally mm. in heaven. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Mm -hmm. So it's his essence. He is mm. a communicator. And that's why the enemy is trying to distort who he is. And that's why even what Elizabeth's talking about, having reporters who actually show um, the proper caring connected to the storyline they're giving would be something in alignment with Jesus, with God. We see Jesus who stands over Jerusalem and weeps and says, Jerusalem, Jerusalem. And he speaks to a city, but he doesn't, he, he doesn't do so dispassionately, robotically. Um, all aspects about him. We know when he showed up to Lazarus, he knew he's going to raise him from the dead, but he connected to the sadness and Jesus wept. So there is an aspect of, of who he is that has to be properly represented. That's part of the privilege you have. If you have an assignment on the mountain of media is to study, is study him enough so that you can carry a representation. You want to carry the spirit of good news. You want to carry the, 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 the highest altruistic journalist, uh, 
foundations by study by studying him. But anyway, we hope this has uh, helped you and and uh, allowed for new thoughts to be expressed, whether you already on there in a big way, in a medium way, or you you thought like, well, I don't have any, I don't know what I can do. There's some starting point, something you can do. And the point of it all is not to move the masses. Not everyone's called to move the masses. It's often, like I said, if there's a targeted individual that you're called to influence in a way where he's the one that, that, um, that can do do something great, but it's it, it's good for your own practice. It's good for your own exercise to develop and become a communicator, as he is, and as he is in this world, so are we, as the scripture says, and that applies to all of us. So, I'm going to pray, and we'll close, and then awesome. we're going to enjoy uh, the next time we get to pick up on the next one. Yes, Lord, we just thank you for uh, speaking to us, speaking to us today. We thank you. You are a communicator. And even our frustration at times at, at not understanding that it becomes out of our lack of knowing how to how to receive um, your communication, how to perceive the voice of God, to perceive your voice, your understanding. Thank you that this is such an important topic. It's such an important mountain. We understand even how the enemy has prioritized the mountain of media, his attempt to take all platforms, all announcing, all pronouncing, um, and to even... Uh, just brainwash and and brainwash those who listen to his steady stream of lies and his intentions. And we thank you that you are disassembling that even now all across the earth and that this is even a big sign for us, an encouragement to all of us of how you are even releasing your rescue from heaven for us that you're asking us to participate in as we see you breaking down the the refuge of lies. I think there's a scripture that talks about the refuge of lies. And I thank you that you are tearing down the refuge mm -hmm. of lies that yeah. the enemy has established and has thought that they had solidified in every area of society. But yes, now you are even raising up your sons and daughters in new ways to break through. Raise up these mighty new ones, Lord, yes. whatever age they are, male, yes. female, whatever they have previously done or not done. We thank you that you have this capability to uh, cause your sons and daughters to be those who do mighty exploits, as it says in Daniel, when yes. the enemy is uh, seemingly in a strong place, but the people who know their God would do mighty exploits. And we thank you that this is something you have for each and every one of your sons and daughters. Yes. And Lord, let your blessing be released on those who are listening and watching now. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. See you next week on Someone You Should Know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.